0: Hello, everybody. This is Noah and John, and we are from Urban Digs, and this is Talking Manhattan, Johnny, and we are proud to have um, Mara Flash Bloom of Sotheby's with us today. Mara, you got to tell us what's going on right now, because we have crazy things to talk about, and this market has shifted big time. So let's just start high level, please. Thank you for coming. What is going on with the Manhattan markets today?
1: Today? Well, I think Yes, you know, looking at your data, it's a buyer advantage market, but it's a buyer beware market
2: because Mm
1: -hmm. I know over, I've I've been in this business since 1991, and I see the graphs of where real estate was in 1991 and where it is today, and it's pretty shocking what the climb up has been and where we are, and I think it's we've leveled off, like I'm going to call that we are at the bottom. Like, I do not think we're gonna dippy do down. I think that that smart buyers are buying now. I just got an email that the contract was signed with a buyer who has been sitting on the sidelines, stepped in, secured a low rate, and, you know, jumped into the co-op market. And I'm seeing that financial people who are in that industry who have been sitting on the sidelines and looking at and looking at their cash are jumping into this Manhattan real estate market.
0: So, so we're in a moment of time, Mara. And I mean, it sounds like, I mean, look, uh, I'm hearing similar things about spotty bidding wars. Like th- there are some situations where there's um, sellers that do price right. And, and it, it almost seems like a lot of the inventory is sellers that are not price right. So that when the stuff that is price right comes on, the market kind of comes right to it and you have this multiple offer situation, but again, it's spotty and it's, it's not, not really the masses.
1: Now, the, now, right. what you need to do now as an agent, you need to find out where the real sellers are and where the real buyers are and make that match. I mean, the tweeners, I call them the tweeners, the, pe- the, the buyers that are in between markets, that what they want to buy in in 2021 they lost out on because they couldn't they couldn't get to that number with the competition now you don't have that competition so you have this buy opportunity to go in there without that competition if the if the seller just priced it you know just a you know negotiable like a negotiable pricing, which you know some sellers want to leave room because they think the market's going to collapse, so they they want to go up five percent and then negotiate down seven or eight percent of the asking price. So it looks like it's really that the market's coming down, but I don't think the market is. I don't think the market per square foot is coming down. In fact, you I think it has.
0: Seen... You you think it. You think it's come down. You think it's it's. You think I just think to clarify, you I think it's think happened.
1: It's, I think it's happened, and I think that there are neighborhoods. You know, as you say, it's spotty, right? So if you're, yeah. it's 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 what it was in 1991 when you, if you were selling in 1991, it's location, light, and view. This isn't this isn't 2008. This market is not going to do that. I mean, if we bottomed out, if we if you bought at the top of the market, which is one of my best years in 2006 2007, and you do that graph across to where we are today, we are higher than that peak marketplace.
2: I, I think you have some, some awesome, awesome points here. I'd like to dig in. You know, One of the things that you said early on is that this is a buyer advantage market, but it's also a buyer beware market. Now, bear in mind that you know, you know, going with your, this could be the bottom, we're looking forward, retail's opening back up. So the, the future looks good, but in the meantime, in this near term, we have to survive the, the, the quiet period right now. And I was wondering if you could speak to number one, what did you, what did you mean by a buyer beware? And, and two, like for agents, how do they survive this market?
1: Okay, the buyer beware part is over the years, buyers come out in packs, they like to know that somebody else wants their their apartment that they want. And so then they have to compete for it. And so if you're a buyer in today's market, you there's there's a sense of urgency to buy, like your lease is up or, um, or even if your lease is not up, like if you wait until May or June when those leases are up and they're looking at the, at the uh, sales market versus renting, and they have a five-year plan, and they look at all the graphs on urban dates showing, like if you purchased a home at a certain time frame, like where the trajectory is in that asset class, you're living in your money, you know? And why throw it away on rent when the rents, even though they've come down a little bit, there's still just not a lot of rental stock. So I always look at the retail stock, You know, whether stores are empty or not, I look at the rental product to see where things are and what they're trading and how much it costs to carry a certain apartment. And then I kind of look at the sales market and if it makes logical sense that you're basically paying the same price a month to carry a home that you own, that you can make changes to, that you can make it your own, that you you can commute to your office from, Um, doesn't that make more sense than throwing money away you know, on a, on a rental and not, ha- not having a home base like that. So, and Manhattan long-term has always been a great investment property. And as far as um, the second part of the question was like, if you're a broker starting off today in this right. market, this is the best market to learn it. We're no longer in a market where you just open the door and the apartment sells itself. You really, really have to know the nuances of doing a deal you have to have market knowledge you have to have negotiating skills um and and you have to be an expert and i think this is the time to really be proactive and motivated and wake up every single morning and say what can i do to make my real estate career take off in this market so you have your your relationships you you should listen to urban digs every single week and have that market knowledge. Um, You should become an expert in a certain neighborhood where you really dig down deep and use the tools on urban digs to dig down deep in that neighborhood and become an expert there, and then find ways to, to get a listing within that neighborhood. If you look at, I look at who really needs to sell and who really needs to buy, who really needs to sell, estate sales really need to sell, um, buyers who purchase something else need to sell. Um, uh, uh, buyers, I mean, I'm sorry. Sellers who purchase something else who needs to sell. Buyers whose leases are coming due, they're going to make a decision because they have a sense of urgency because their lease is coming up. So I started in a very, very down, down market, and it was really hard to sell something. And I think that um, that is. That has made me the broker that I am today, and it has catapulted in my career because I know how hard it is. Like this mm-hmm. is not an easy job, and yeah. I think if you think it's easy, that it, it, that that's when um, that's when that it, it becomes really diff- difficult to make money at this at in, this industry if you're not transacting. So you have to figure out how do I transact in a down market.
0: Hey, Mary. Sorry, John. I just want to ask you about specific strategies. Are there any techniques or strategies that you're applying to either buyers or sellers to get deals done today um, quicker?
1: Um, you have to hold their hand. You have to find them the right product. They have to have an emotional connection, I think, to, to the home. And once you have that, then you have to figure out you know, how, to, how to represent, whether you're representing the seller or the buyer to make that match. It's a, it's a therapy session really because the seller has to feel comfortable letting go of the property and the buyer has to feel comfortable paying that price and feeling that he's getting good value and if if you can make a win-win situation which is what needs to be done in this market like in a fast-moving crazy market it's not really a win-win situation it's the seller's the seller wins right the seller wins because there's 15 people bidding and the seller's, the seller's controlling it. Right now, you don't have that. The seller has some leverage um, on whether they need to sell or not. So if they mm-hmm. don't need to sell, they don't need to do the deal. And the buyer has to decide, you know, where is that seller's breaking point? We know it's off the asking price, but we don't know how low they go. And, and negotiations are, are slower. They're, they're, they're slower, we're at a slower pace, which is a really good moment for the buyer. Um, and you also have to dig down into urban digs and do your comp search and make them comfortable and find those comparable properties that really uh, uh, can make the case for why you wanna purchase this property. And and I find that the tools that you give me help me be a better broker. I, all I had before was like case Schiller. That's, that's all I had, It's like just one little graph here that said, oh yeah, the market dipped down, you know, I don't have that, you know, now I can go, I can go neighborhood by neighborhood. I can go product by product, you know, you make us better brokers and that's what, you know, that's why I, and you're a therapist, I have to tell you, I have, have a confession. like during 2020, I came on in 2019, but in 2020, when the market was frozen, when we could not show and, and for somebody who needs to transact, it's an adrenaline that you need to do. I tuned into Urban Digs every week, and I think that you were many, many brokers' therapists <laughs> over <all> that <laughs> time until we could open back up. And, and during that time frame from March until June, I was closing deals. I had to retrade deals, I had to hold sellers' hands, we had to advise the seller what to do, whether to, you know, break up with the buyer and and you know what do you sue over the deposit you know it was yeah. really an interesting time to to figure out how to transact when you can't get into a property so the only sales you could have done were sales where you already showed it before it shut down
2: right <laughs> Well, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that this is a great time to be learning because, you know, this is really what Noah and I are all about. We're all about helping agents, you know, empowering agents to start making transactions and getting better at the trade by learning the data and, you know, getting out there and talking about the data. And as we're running short of time here, I think what I really want to know from you right now, these last question is, you know, aside from, you know, your final thoughts for buyers and sellers and agents, I'm very curious You know what what pieces of advice did you have would you have for a new agent starting out right now like what are what it's like one skill you could master today that's going to make you a better agent in a year
1: get out and see the inventory this is the first time in a long time where brokers are doing previews so Hmm. i have tremendous market knowledge because i was a broker's nightmare i must have looked at 150 (laughs) places I was like i couldn't find perfect so i get that buyer psychology that you couldn't find perfect but there was no internet you couldn't see the you couldn't see the even the um the floor plans online there was no online you actually had to show up at the apartment so even though you see these things online it's not the same experience as going in and keeping the product and i used to keep i used to keep files. Of the different neighborhoods. Well, I saw this building so my, my head is like an encyclopedia of the different neighborhoods, whether it's uptown, downtown, what's buildings I've been in. I mean, I live downtown, my niche is downtown, so wow. I know all the lines, all the buildings, except there is new construction condos. So now I'm I'm learning too. Today's young, young millennial broker. Um, I know their focus is social media and Facebook, Instagram, that's how you connect with people, texting. I don't think it works as well in this market with, you know, one-on-one, personal contact. Uh, That, I think, is so important. Like, I actually pick up the phone in a market like this and say, "What what are you seeing? I mean, the reason why, you know, we wanted to do this podcast was because, um brokers were scared over the last month what you're seeing yeah. your data is showing an uncertainty and a, and and, and a, it was frightening that money wasn't coming into uh their pockets during that september october even myself i didn't have a lot of closings during that time frame and usually you know it's pretty smooth because the the transactions didn't happen for me in august or right. a July that's closing in September, October. And I think that that's where the data is. But I think you're going to start to see transactions pick up a little bit. And things I don't know, start-
0: Mara, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I am not seeing it in the data. Um, I, I, this is when it's supposed to start. And this is what's worrying me. And this is fresh. This is like my, my mind is changing like in the last week. You know what I'm saying? This is like... You are saying real- it's going
1: to go down. You feel like
0: it's going to... I, So a, a week ago, John and I had a conversation. It was like October 10th or October 11th. Um, and we were talking about where deal volume was for October. And it was in the 600s. And it's supposed to be... This is when October is supposed to be the bounce. So you're right. September is supposed to be slow. Totally right. October supposed to bounce up to 950. And... I'm talking to john and i'm like you know we're at 650 and john's like well the first week of october it's too soon you know the contracts get signed more and more as you get to the end of october so now we're october 18th and like i have this internal battle of like let the month play out let the month play out but i'm looking at the 30-day pace and we're still at 6 670 680 and i'm just wondering if we're running out of time for october you know um-
1: You know, as I said, I I just got a contract signed today. I think we're going to start to see it trickle in.
0: That's very possible. And
1: and as you see it trickle, then buyers are going to get them. They're going to get a message that the Manhattan market is is moving. I mean, the the streets are busy. The gyms are busy. The retail's coming. Yeah, you
0: got that vibe. You got that feeling that we don't see in the data. We just see the data. We don't have that that emotional feeling. But Mara, really quick, Mara, really quick. What type of negotiability discounts are those other buyers getting right now?
1: Not as deep as you would think, you know? That's what I want to know. It's so case by case, you know, maybe three to You know, three to 5% off. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think we're going to see this. That has. Maybe I'm wrong. Listen, you're the guru. I'm just, you know, one
2: person. No, 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 you're totally right. You know, because, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is that we are in a buyer's market, but at the same time that the buyer activity has come down, the seller activity has come down too. So everything has kind of remained in balance as we're going down. So you're not seeing panic sellers throwing discounts left and right, 10, 15% to get a deal done like they were doing at COVID because nothing was moving. That's what and we're seeing. We're seeing discounts in that six percent maybe on the high end yeah. region.
1: Oh, here's the, you know what? I forgot I forgot to tell you this. I um I contacted a bunch uh several um attorneys that work in big law firms, right? To see what kind I always check in on attorneys as what they're seeing, what their what yeah. their volume is. They're vol they're still very busy, and the majority of the deals they're doing are under three million dollars. 60% of them our mortgage financing, you know, maybe in this market you can get a contingency. Like right. I just did a deal with a mortgage contingency in it, so with the board right now. But you know, in, in a strong market, you can't get a contingency. No. So yeah, you, because you know, we shifted
0: is, because because April's market probably it was was the other side. Yeah, right.
1: So um, you know, I, I don't. It's just a. It's a great market for for buyers who've been sitting on the sidelines to jump in. And and at what I'm afraid of. Is that they're gonna to wait too long and they're gonna miss that moment? Like, like okay. even in 2020, they thought that, the, you know the whole world was gonna collapse. We, you know, we didn't, we haven't seen that. The only time it really, 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 really froze was 2009, and but yeah. the under one million dollar market was moving. So these these attorneys are telling me the under three million dollar market. Is transacting now. I I don't do that kind of volume, but I just put something in contract that's in that three million dollar pocket, you yeah. know. And then I have lower end deals in the six hundred, you know, thousand dollar range. But these high end, look at the Ocean report from last week. The high end of the market is moving um, Central Park Tower six thousand forty six per square foot. Would you ever think that you would see that in Manhattan? Yeah, I So so this
0: this has given me some type of a little bit of positive vibe again i i i was i was looking at the data well well you know i gotta i gotta take it your your one window you know i always have this rule right the market is the market and no one agent is the market that's not to dismiss you that's just right. no it doesn't matter who right. i'm talking to like what you see is a window in your business and what you see, it not necessarily equates to what the entire market's doing. Um, But then again, the data that me and John see does not show that boots on the ground, that attorney information and that emotional element of what you're seeing right now. All I know is that the deals are supposed to come in. And I just want to bring out a point that you made that is very, very important. This downturn is going to have three legs to it. And the only leg that has come forward so far is the first leg of the downturn. And the data that I see on that first leg is that we're down two to 6%. Okay, so I
1: was I, in your pocket.
0: I asked you what we're down, you're saying three. So you're right there. Now, the next couple of legs of the, of the downturn is going to present itself. Because again, if you signed a deal in August, that's gonna get closed probably in Q4. If you signed a deal a week ago or yesterday, that's gonna be Q1. So everyone Q1. must everyone must understand that the bottom, we may, we may be at the bottom. We may be going through a little drop again. I don't know. It's too soon to tell. Um, but it's gonna be at least another two quarters of booked, booked declines. And I think it's gonna be two to five, two to five, two to five. And you add up everything at the end of the day. And if you describe where I think we are right now, I wouldn't be surprised if the market's
2: down six to ten percent or so right
0: now yeah
2: but right. you're comparing uh, this is and this is one of the places where we kind of disagree so i i don't <laughs> wholeheartedly disagree with noah i mean i think that the declines you're seeing are when you compare year over year quarters right because we we're going from the peak right early 22 is the peak of this last recovery cycle we're going to be comparing you know quarter one 2023 to quarter one 2022 and it's necessary it's it's most likely going to be down so I mean, that's just the, the 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 dynamic you don't
1: know
2: but what bad. i but what I think is going to be amazing is I think everybody who's going to be selling apartments, all the sellers in 2023, the first quarter, they didn't buy them in peak 2022. Maybe they did, but only a, most people bought them a long time ago. So most of these people are all coming out ahead of the game, even if they don't make the top three to six percent of the price, they're still doing great compared to where they bought it. And and, <laughs> and
0: and this market has not. Other housing markets are getting destroyed, and 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 I don't think we're experiencing what other housing markets are going through. I think we're We're experiencing a more muted effect of it. You
1: mean mean the other Other
0: housing markets? Other housing markets are getting hit hard. Other housing markets are down 20, 25, 30%. Housing markets that went up 90% over the last three years, not New York City. We didn't go up. We barely went up, right? But those other housing markets that are now coming down big time, again, we're not seeing that in our market. We're seeing a different type of cycle. We're seeing a different type of cycle. So yeah, um, um,
1: the luxury market though is strong. It, I I'm, I look at your data and I look at what things you know what things go to contract each week, and I always say to myself, there's so many people that are transacting above ten million dollars. Hmm. There's a lot wow. of those transactions coming coming yeah. up, like to the top closings and top contracts each week, and it, it's shocking that above I think the tweener market the five to eight, the five to 10, you know, four, I shouldn't say that maybe four, three and a half to 10 is where you're feeling that. And if you're really in that price point, this is a really good time to buy because there's beautiful product out there to take a look at. But I think you're going to see transactions come in under, like if I had to predict, you're going to see transactions come in under 3 million and over 10. You're going to see spotty transactions in the middle. And um, what I'm concerned about now, given what you just told me, is that the data is going to come out and it's going to look pretty bleak in 2020.
0: Uh, well, 20- be- because there's a lag of closed sales. And, and w- w- you're, you're, this is the thing. You're talking real time. You're talking today. You're talking if a buyer buys today, I'm telling you, it already shifted. It already come down. It happened, which is what I'm telling everyone. The same thing. It already happened. It already shifted. But the actual closed sales data that the headlines get fed off of we got to wait six months to show what happened yesterday. So that's, that's, and buyers go, Oh, you see, I told you, we went down. You're like, no, 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 that those deals are from when I said it in October. So
1: So what do you like in terms of, of, of rates of, of borrowing money? I, I, I still think it's historically low. And, and I, I think that the, the younger, um, The younger agents who didn't experience rates in six, sixteen percent, fifteen percent, they think five percent, six percent is really high, but it's really not. And you you marry the property, but you save the rate. So yeah, it's it's a relative.
0: It's a relative thing. It's a relative thing, and that's all that matters. The fact of the matter is, it was at two and a half, three percent, and now it's at seven percent. And the change of, of, of where the valuations were at that level of two and a half percent and versus where they should be at seven percent should change. And that's the market doing its change. It's going through the process of so change. If
1: it corrects down a little bit and you have a higher rate, you're locking in a lower price at a little bit of higher rate that you'll be able to refinance down the road. And these fin- financial people in this industry, they recognize that. They recognize this is the time to negotiate that three to six percent off that you're talking about, yeah, and 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 get the higher rate. And then down the road, when when you know the country goes back into a recession, which is just bound to happen, we'll go through that cycle again of bringing the that's down. the
0: consensus. That's the consensus play. The consensus play right now for anyone listening is 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 have your buyer consider a five to seven or ten year arm that has a, a, a discounted rate. And at the same time, use points as a negotiating tactic to get a deal done, because there's a better chance that that seller will will submit $30,000 and and buy you a few points on your loan versus reducing their price by $80,000 to get where you want it to be to do the deal. So maybe there's a sideways around. That's a a good
1: negotiating tactic, right? A SEMA?
0: Yeah. Anything. Now now we're getting into the era of creative financing. This is what this is yep. next six to nine months are gonna be. All right, let's stop it there because we're all over the place. Um, Mara Flash Bloom, thank you so much from Sotheby's. Thank you thank for taking time to talk some Manhattan. To talk some Manhattan with all of our guests. That is John Walkup. I am Noah Rosenblatt. We're both from Urban Digs and we'll catch you next time.